The Beyond the Veil Horror Podcast. Horror Podcast. You're so frightened right now. I am, you should be scared. Yeah, you have a pair of Because we're outside of your window <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm watching you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're back. This is episode seven. Wow. We're going to be talking about seven. E- that's crazy. Seven episodes. That's nuts. Right. That's well, nuts. We're doing every, nuts. one every week, so it's like. Well, yeah. It's, uh, so we're pretty consistent. We're like a good uh, bell movement. Yeah. Well, when we're not consistent. Yeah, I don't know what I was going to say there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let us know. I'm just kidding. We it's might like, have forgotten. Or we got too drunk. <laughs> it's like a period. At least I'm not pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, I think you can have your period while you're pregnant. I've heard that. <laughs> well, you can, but. If you miss one, it's a lot of eggs. That's bad. <laughs> well, it's good. You're Sigourney Weaver. It's <laughs> horrible. So what's up, man? How you been? Dude? Oh fuck, man. You been doing anything cool? <clears throat> uh, masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> I've no, never heard you say that. Oh, that's so weird. It's uh, you like <laughs> like oh my god, you d- discovered gold or you masturbating? It's one of the one of the other. <laughs> Now, what do I have been doing? Shit, there was something I was gonna say that I haven't been that I forgot about. What? Because uh, my my my. Deal with my job. My job sucks fucking dicks in hell. And God damn it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's cool. So you hear oh, that, guys? Oh, no. So we need your help in getting famous so that we can stop our, our shitty jobs. Oh, no, I was sick, too, as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was kind of lame. Yeah, I, we're doing this podcast. Typically, guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but we typically record on, like, Wednesday or Thursday. So, like, literally a few days after the cast has been released. So yeah. it gives us plenty of time to kind of... You know, fix anything that might be fucked up or whatever. So hopefully, I, I'm pretty sure we're recording this right. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully we're not going to have one of those again. Yeah, I think like a... But I it's think... Saturday, by the way, guys. Oh, very much. For, yeah. for, for us. But for you guys, it's Monday! Woo! So uh, what, what have you been up to, man? Honestly, uh, let's see. <laughs> I did a little bit of work for the storage stuff. I went out and I've that's collected cool. like 30 fucking movies this past week. Oh, that's crazy. That's like, actually, I don't know that's why. That's actually really cool. Well, I because you're, an, a really you're an addict. Hmm? You're an addict. That's well, I am it. now. I almost feel like I'm just like, okay, there's empty space on my shelf. What do I do? And like now I'm like collecting shit that I would have never collected and never cared about. And I've just been kind of on a rampage to collect all these <laughs> movies. So I went to like Zia and got some movies there. I went to some yard sales, got oh, some cool. movies there. You, you you have one that I really want to fucking see. I haven't seen since the '80s. Which one? Splatter Farm. Oh yeah, which is so funny. And we didn't, I don't think we mentioned this last time. No, dude. Uh, because I think it happened after we recorded. 
It, it could have been. Yeah, because I did a yard sale on Friday or whatever, and but it, if you guys are if you guys have been listening and you'd listen to our gore more gore please episode. Yeah, yeah. Mike mentions a movie called Splatter Farm, and he said it, and we kind of talked about it, and I didn't really know what it was, but it listen to this fucking shit. Yeah. So. He tells me about that, and that was like Wednesday when we recorded. Literally two days later, we were going through some of the movies that were in one of these storage units that I bought, and sure enough, that Splatter Farm movie was in the fucking pile of fucking movies. And I was like, yoink! I was like, that's mine! Oh, man. And I sent you a picture, and I was like, not sure it was the same movie, because, totally like, what are the, the fucking movie. odds of that? It's like, crazy. that's not, there can't be that many copies out there. There's probably, like, two, and they're pirated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it came from, like, this retro whatever the fuck, I forget what it, it's, I forget what the name of the company is. I think it's uh, called Fantastic Factory or some shit. Uh, retro shit, that sucks. Yeah, it's, well, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say. Uh, it's it's really bad. I just remember there's a, I, I vividly remember a scene where a guy cuts off somebody's head. Right. And he fucks the neck hole of the severed oh, head. Oh, so it's kind of a children's class. <laughs> it's, it's like Winnie the Pooh for the, the, the X generation. For the necrophile in you. <laughs> It's like Winnie the Pooh for the necrophile in you. Ah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't really been doing too too much other than that. But I just think that's like crazy, man. Uh, ever since we've been doing this show, like seriously, I have been running into more and more coincidences. So it, it's like, you know, they say, um, what are they called? Oh, my God. Serendipity? No, it's not serendipity. Serendicity? No. <laughs> uh, fuck, what is it called? No, it's called something. It's like when you have more than three coincidences at once, or at any shorter period of time. Uh, Synchronicity. Synchronicity. Yeah, and theorize. They theorize. Um, if you look this up online, because it's you, online, that means it's real. It is all, everything <laughs> online is real, guys. Uh, but yeah, no. If it, you say they theorize that anything that happens more than three times is called synchronicity, it means mm. that you're on the path to some future you're like on the right path for your future and it could be a bad thing or a good thing because you know sometimes when bad shit happens to you it sets you on another yeah. path to something yeah. better yeah so it could mean that this could fail miserably mike or we could become kings of the horror podcast sweet I'm so i'm gonna go with the second one Kings so, of the Because I feel like we're already there. Yeah, we're pretty much. I mean, nobody well, I, else compares. I, I knew I was. I'm kidding. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, it's really cool, though. Like, we've been meeting a lot of really cool podcasts and stuff. Yeah, a lot of cool people, man. Like, really just a lot of really like the, awesome people. The, the Laughing Horror Dude. Yeah, because yeah, because I, I I've never masturbated to another podcast. Oh, me and he too, was the man. first one that I did it to. Ever since I did it the first time, I've been. It's like a daily. Well, it, it's one of those things. Like, at first, it's kinky. But the second oh, time, yeah. it's not as kinky. If you guys, but you keep doing it anyways. Yeah, I mean, you may have heard our episode that we did with him. Yeah, um, and uh, if you guys haven't checked this out, whip out your pants, <laughs> take down your pants, get one hand free. Yeah, get one hand free for the Laughing Horror Podcast. But no, but there's so many other fucking. He's gonna laugh his ass off when yeah, he hears this. He better. Um, but. There's so many fucking great podcasts I've been listening for to, sure, and it's like, dude, I don't have sure. enough fucking time. I know. It's like, I want to listen to everything, but I can't. So I get to listen for, like, a short while, and then 
and then it just I don't know. Like I I wanted to just name drop a bunch of fucking really cool fucking podcasts here. Um, oh my god, I'm forgetting people, so just don't. It's all it's all good. Man. Maybe I shouldn't we're, even we're, get we're, new, there. Uh, we're new in this. Well, I want to yeah. mention too, like one of my favorite podcasts outside of the group that we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this, this I'm gonna go deep throat on this. <laughs> I don't care. But Debbie uh, does Dallas. It's Mike does podcast. But literally, look, a lot of the podcasts we're talking about are really cool. But one of my favorite podcasts, insanely favorite, is the last podcast on the left. Yeah. And they recently got a TV show on, uh, or like a web show for Adult Swim called The Last Stream, Crazy, on, last stream on the Left. Uh, very cool because they do a lot of paranormal stuff, a lot of stuff on magic, a lot of stuff on serial occult killers, stuff. occult stuff. Yeah. It's very fucking dark, very hardcore. See, you've been talking about them to me a lot. And I, I again, I haven't even been able to listen to them really. I listen to oh, like 20, 30 dude. minutes oh, of them. Dude, I, well, dude, it's all good. It's, there's so much shit to listen to. It really it's is. It's hard to like. like there's no, not enough hours in the day. <laughs> so many podcasts. <laughs> but uh. anyways, dude. But yeah, man. Like I'm just like I'm glad to be a part of that community. It's uh, I try to reach cool. out to some people. I've met some people on Horror Amino, so shout out to our Horror Amino, Horror Amino friends yeah, man. and fans. Uh, although I think we're a little too uh, old? profane old? and like lewd <laughs> and crude for oh, them. You mean entertaining? Well, because I, <laughs> I guess I hope we may think so, and they may not. I don't know, but I think they they just made a new rule on Horror Amino where you you can you have to be 17 now. Jesus Christ. So it's just below the cusp, you know, uh, of, like of not getting arrested. Yeah, <laughs> like like earmuffs. That's why I always say earmuffs on our fucking shit. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all we've been doing all week. And today we have a very special special podcast for you. And Dude. one of our favorite, probably authors, and someone that's been so influential in horror altogether. I think. To some degree, it's for a lot of people, he's like the darker Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, the better Alec Poe. Well, uh, I like Edgar Allan Poe, yeah, but... I, I, I like him to compare him to this other gentleman. His life is fascinating. Edgar Allan Poe's life is fucking... Oh, yeah. Like, <clears throat> Dude, I went to the Poe Museum yeah, uh, back east somewhere. I don't in know Baltimore. Oh, uh, yeah, I have no idea. There's, I think there might be... Well, he didn't always live in Baltimore. He lived in Baltimore in his dying days. Oh, okay. And okay. so his grave site is out there, but I don't believe it was in that spot originally, and they, like, moved it. Okay. So, But I've been to the grave site. I've been to his house where he lived at. Um, I don't know. I was interested in it because he's, you know... Well, he's pretty classic, man. He's like the Stephen King of back then. You know what I mean? Like, he's got a very classic... <laughs> Retro King? Kind of like a classic... Yeah. feel to him and and h who we're talking about the podcast is going to be about is uh howard phillips racist <laughs> no i don't want to say that i don't want to say that. that that's a different conversation but right uh hpl man howard phillips lovecraft uh, phil right. is it philip or phillips is he uh, multiple Phillips? Phillips? I think, yeah, Phillip? he's not Wilson Phillips. So. I have no idea. <laughs> I think that's where you're getting confused here. But and dude, he's like turning over at his grave right yeah, now. Yeah, over and over again. Anyways, but HBL man, he is fucking phenomenal. Like he, I I love his work, and yeah. he's so disgusting and influential. Not only in music, art, video sure. games, film. The dude has his tentacles in everybody's pie. Well, yeah. Well, so we're gonna be digging deep into that pie today. <laughs> uh. But, uh, of course, welcome back, guys. As always, like, we're, we're trying to get more people to all of our different sites. Yeah. So, and, you know, I hate fucking plugging this shit like this, yeah, but it like really goes a long way. Yeah. So, if you're listening now, go to our YouTube, go to our SoundCloud, go to our Twitter, 
go to our fucking god I'm, i've lost it we're on stitcher and itunes now oh dude so we've extended that we're also on podcast addict actually podcast addict had us on there first and we had to fix some things because it was using our we were using podomatic before oh and then now we just went full full on Okay. SoundCloud, <laughs> which is totally fine. It's okay. I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, um, we're on all these different things. So definitely add us and follow us anywhere you can. Yeah. And if if you're so kind and you hate us, write a horrible <laughs> review about us. Yeah, just tell me how much I suck, Dick. Yeah, tell us how unentertaining and uh, stupid we are, please. <laughs> Actually, you don't. Suck. No. <laughs> no, yeah, fuck do you. whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, whatever I don't you care. Want. I don't give a shit. It's that time. Horror shots! So we got to we figured, you know, since our topic for today is HP Lovecraft. Yeah, HBL. Someone that's a big um actor in HP Lovecraft Which stories. Which is fucking incredibly cool. I think he's probably a, a fan favorite of a lot of people. Yeah, if I had had sex with one man a year, <laughs> it might be him. <laughs> We're talking none other than Jeffrey Combs. Combs. He had a birthday here September 9th of last week. We posted about that. I'm sure a lot of you did. But we figured, since we're talking about H.P. Lovecraft, it was his birthday, we decided that today's horror shot, we were going to be doing something a little special. So, Oh, yeah. As you can see here, we got these syringes. Well, you can't really see because it's the radio. Well, yeah, but visualize <laughs> syringes. And do you got the spoon heated up? Uh, oh, yeah, let me have... <laughs> no, we got fucking syringes like Reanimator. So we're going to be doing fucking Reanimator shots. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited about this. It's so funny because, like, Christina bought these just at the dollar store. And she was like, oh, this might be fun. Because that's what you buy at the dollar stores. Uh, Apparently, syringes. there was like four of these. Like, I'll take two syringes, please. Here. Oh, <laughs> you can have that one on the floor. Sweet. That dog shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we do the new horror shot, and I tell you what's in everything, and I guarantee you guys, this is going to be the worst shot we've ever had. Oh, I'm going to fucking kill over. We're going to throw up. Um, but to remind you guys we decided we talked about this last episode and some of you obviously know about it and some of our podcast friend probably know about it and they probably already have some of the movies that we're going to be giving out so maybe oh, that's for sure. why they're holding off but we did get a, a couple of submissions for it some people were a little shy about putting in why the submissions for some I mean, reason so I don't know why I was like go ahead cool. you can put stuff up but we were talking about a Kurt Cobain shot so the, the, the contest to win some, like, five DVDs or whatever, Mike and I are going to chip in for some DVDs for you guys. Yeah. Uh, whatever we have copies of or whatever. Um, yeah, all the shit that I don't want anymore. Oh, yeah, all the shit that we don't want and we just want to mail to somebody for shits and giggles. Maybe we'll just send you our own porn. I don't know. You'll be surprised nonetheless. Um, but <laughs> no, no, we're going to send you some good shit, guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, but... We really, uh, we want you to go and find a, a, come up with a shot. It's really simple. All you got to do is add us on our web, all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and then write us on one of the comments in one of those. You can do it on SoundCloud or whatever. We'll, we'll do a screenshot of your name and everything and the type of shot. You want to come up with the name of the shot. You'll be famous. You'll, you're going to be super famous. Yeah. I don't I don't think you guys yeah. realize how quickly we're going to be syndicated. Yeah, because you're going to have like two or three people that know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's some that's more than some people have. 
So, but yeah, don't be shy. Come out. Tell us it. I don't care who the fuck you are. Mom, if you're listening, come up with the Kurt Cobain shot. I used to have fucking posters, by the way, up all over the wall. But anyway, so back to the shot for today. Oh, I want to say, too, my next shot I want to do, I mentioned it earlier. Oh. The, uh, I either want to call it the, the Kerry Wyatt or the, uh, the plug it up. <laughs> the what? <laughs> the plug it up. The plug it up. <laughs> Don't you remember in Kerry when they were throwing the tampons at her in the oh, fucking shower? Oh, that's right. They're like, plug it up, plug it up. Oh, there's always got to be blood involved. Yeah, so it would be a, a bloody shot. Would we shot. drink it out of a bucket? No, you, we need to drink it out of a fucking No, because they tampon. poured the bucket on oh, her head. Yeah, I like the idea of just putting tampons in my mouth. <laughs> so we drink it through the tampon? Well, oh, I know what we could do. Oh, my we'll God. soak the tampons, stick them up our ass. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> He's gone buck wild, folks. He's got no pants on, first of all. Let me just tell you. I'm insane. <laughs> Now, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, so first of all, just to let you know, this is green, guys. And we're, we're going to take shot or pictures of this while we... Actually, let's take it right now. This is going to be terrible. But we'll post pictures of uh, the green liquid uh, that we're going to put in here. So, okay, so there's, I don't know, one point... Almost two 20 milliliters. 1.21 gigawatts. 21 gigawatts! <laughs> I'm just going to give you a bunch. Fuck you. <laughs> All right, so these are the shots. The reanimator. Okay, so. Jeffrey Combs. Okay, so we got to tell him what's in it. Oh, uh. We don't have to tell him how to make it or anything. We'll put all the fucking. Honestly, I don't even know how. I don't even know how I'm going to tell him how to make it because I just poured a bunch of shit in there. It's kind of like, uh. Cheers. It's, um, uh, it's filled with, uh. Urine. Yeah. <laughs> alien jism. Yeah, it looks kind of green, but not really. No, it's, it's just, this is pretty reanimator. Yeah, like, it's not glowing, and I didn't want to drink a fucking glow stick. raver glow sticks or some shit, you know yeah. what I mean? This is going to fuck us up real bad. Probably. Uh, so, first of all, we took we went and bought a bottle of 151, Bacardi 151. Which we got for a killer price. Yeah, like 1350, which is fucking phenomenal. But then I started tasting it, and it tastes like fucking turpentine. <laughs> uh, I didn't it's realize like- that it was 75.5% alcohol by yeah. volume. It's like strip, stripping your paint off your house walls. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely clean up some shit with this. Uh, and it's flammable as fuck. So I guess if we wanted to, we'd probably light this shit on fire. But I'm not going to do that because I don't want to burn down the house. Uh, but yeah, so we put 151, Bacardi 151. We took some Midori, which is Japanese melon liqueur. For women. It's really it's really light. It's not no, very alcoholic. No offense to women. It's like Sorry. 10% alcohol or maybe less. Uh, yeah, it's it's just like candy that they sprinkled some alcohol I don't even in. know why they put alcohol in it. Like, what's the point? It is tasty, though. It's it's a, it's a good mixer. I guess, yeah. So is uh, crack cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good uh, party mixer <laughs> when you're going to hang out with your family. Um, but we got Midori. So 151 Midori. We got... Um, Oh, we put a splash of lime. Oh, yeah. And we took some Mountain Dew. Oh, of course. Everything green, basically, guys. We took everything that we can find green and just poured it in here. Now, 151 is really strong, so cheers, brother. Let's do this. Oh, my God. Let me, uh... Oh! Oh! I I'm try- I haven't shot mine yet, but yeah, I'm- that is no. Bri- uh, <laughs> Did you shoot the it's whole? It's bad, dude. It's fucking bad. 
But I'm going to do another one just because that was really easy to do. Because you're an idiot? God, dude. What were we thinking? Okay, here. Uh, and we spent like I'm, I'm still, 30 I'm, fucking I'm, dollars on this shit. I'm still like doing this. All right. He's peeing in his mouth right now. <laughs> uh, squirted all over your mouth and face. That's actually not bad. Eh. It's not good to me. I'm not wearing a diaper. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> all right, I'm going to do another one here. That's not bad. It just tastes gross, man. <laughs> like, it tastes like... Penis? Ugh. I know what you mean. It, 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 it's... It's not like something I would order and be like, oh, I want that. Hell yeah, dude. Fucking... The fucking dude comes around with the fucking whistle. Punches you in the bl- face. <laughs> blows the whistle and knocks your head back. <laughs> All right, one more. Now stick that in the tip of your dick. Here. <laughs> Here, fucking it's called a dick spin shot. Spin this around. Spin this around. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna do something really profane with this, but I don't think I will. <laughs> like shoot it in the tip of your dick? <laughs> no, like like blow myself with it. Oh god. Alright. Squirt it all over your face. Like make it dribble. Oh, oh my god, you actually did it. <laughs> Jeez. You get electrocuted. Oh, are you seriously going to puke? No. Just got to get out of my eyes. Oh, yeah, that's... You got Japanese melon in your eye. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't think it was too bad. I kind of dug on it. Yeah, that's good. Should we start rating these? These shots? Yeah. So I'm going to retro... I'm going to say that, yes, last week's shot... The the bloody bag of the, blood? The bloody apple brain freeze. Yeah, bloody apple brain, brain freeze. I would say that's like a nine or probably a ten almost. <clears throat> it was uh It, was it wasn't perfect, so I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know where I would give it. It was definitely, a, for me, it was very drinkable, but it felt mm. like the kind of shot that was very good for parties. Right. And I don't want to, and like, I don't want to sound misogynistic. Oh, yeah. But it's like, I could see a lot of girls drinking it. Right. No, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very smooth. It's very easygoing. Sure. It's not abrasive or it's, weird. Yeah, well, yeah, it had a good taste to it. Yeah, it's, it's not like a. The, but if, the, if you're the trying problem. to get drunk, you're not going to drink those things anyway. Yeah. You're just going to get fucking shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like. It wasn't like the prom date that was trying to stick your hand down, hit their hand down <laughs> your pants. Yeah, it wasn't abrasive. Yeah. Like it was, that. It was polite. It bought you a corsage. <laughs> Well, this one, I'm going to give this... I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Well, I'll give it like a... Uh, I liked it so much, I squirted it all over my face. I, yeah. Well, I don't, we'll see if that turned out to be a good idea. <laughs> uh, 6.5, I'm giving it. Okay. That's not bad. It's not that it good. Wasn't that it, it wasn't that bad. Like, it's tolerable, but, you know, we didn't really... What, would it really be called the reanimator, or would it be called, like, uh, uh, Herbert West, or... Uh... Yeah, maybe something like that would be better. Well, like we'll call it the Herbert West. The Herbert's West. Yeah, the Herbert's West. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna drink some more because I want to get drunk. He's hardcore. I'm just gonna drink it out of the cup. He doesn't now. give a fuck, man. Right out of the cup, dude. He's like, I'm so fucking hardcore. I'll drink it right out of the. cup. I mean, it's not good. It tastes like plastic. <laughs> like it, and I think it's that fucking Midori. <laughs> <clears throat> the Midori is like, yeah. It's, ugh, God, dude. All right, it's all good. Well, that's it for Horror Shots, guys. Horror Again, shots. remember. Remember. We're doing the Kurt Cobain shot. We're extending this to Wednesday. Hold on. Let me uh, let me pull up the thing It's, it's important. I mean, Cooker... Cooker... 
Cuckoo-cuchoo. Kirk Cobain was a very important person. Right. And when he shot himself, he got he made himself much more important. <laughs> so I want to... Yeah, mem- I've <laughs> had some people tell me that that was not very cool. What, to do the horse shot? Yeah. Like, Dude, they shut that, your They fu- thought that it was over a little too over the top. God. And I'm like, really? Like... I was like one of the biggest Kurt Cobain fans ever. I know, dude. I saw uh, Nirvana at uh, the State Fair. Oh, did in you? The 90s. I never got to see them, man. I feel bad about that. I, right? Yeah, and uh, they played Breed twice because they ran out of songs to play. But I was younger, man. Like that was the fucking anthem of the, you know, <clears throat> dude. I was whatever, all, dude. Was, I'm not saying I didn't listen to Slayer and Sepultura and all that other yeah. shit beforehand, but for me, it was kind of like something new. And it was like the it wasn't exactly pop. Yeah, it was better than Mud Honey. Yeah, <laughs> right. It, it, it wasn't like they had. It wasn't Pearl Jam or Mud Honey. Exactly the most complicated shit. It wasn't metal. But it, he was actually really fucking good, man. I liked Nir- it. But Nirvana. I, there's like, going to be a lot of people that don't like him. Uh, dude, man, I don't care, dude. Nir- Nirvana fucking it really encapsulated a generation. I mean. It, I, I was that dude with the fucking flannel shirt and the fucking uh, I jo- did have a jorts and stuff. Yeah, I had the waffle shirts. The waffle shirts? Yeah, and I even put the fucking thumb hole in the end. <laughs> yeah. You know, so funny. Oh, and I did not, like, I don't know, if you look at pictures of me back then, like, I, I don't know. I think I wore glasses, too, at that time. Glasses? Yeah. What, you pussy? Yeah, big fucking <laughs> pussy. Uh, but... But, guys, and what better way to honor Kurt Cobain than to make a drink in his name? And remember his death and how hilarious yeah. it was. <laughs> no, it's not. Somebody came up with, like, the blowback or the toe trigger. Oh. I think they called <laughs> the it that. Trigger? That's and pretty good And it's got, like, dude. Guinness Blonde with, oh, like, dude. one foot cock. <laughs> like, a shot of one foot cock in it. So you do it like a shooter. So, oh, like, a, like oh, like a uh, uh, a boilermaker. Yeah, well, like a Irish car bomb. Yeah, boilermaker. Is that what they call them? I thought they were just called Irish car bomb. Well, a car bomb's Guinness and whiskey with a. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Whatever the cream. I can't think of the fucking. It's all whiskey. good. I'm not in high school any longer. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink. I, I drink those though. They go down quick. But guys, seriously, come up with a shot for us. We'll get you out some free movies or something. And, uh, you know, it's fun to do. Even if you don't want the DVDs, we want you to be involved. We want you to do this. So, free blowjobs. Um, Pretty much. <laughs> but uh, but that's it for Horror Shots, guys. This is in for the Western Front! Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the fucking news. Uh, I'm going to suck really bad on news today. No, no, no. I will suck incredibly bad. Uh, yeah, we're, we're professional here, guys. <clears throat> Dude, I want to. Well, first of all, there, there's a few things I want to talk about. But one of the things I want to talk about most of all okay. is this Five Nights at F- of Freddy's. Oh, the Fright Dome. The Fright Dome. In Circus Circus Las Vegas. Yes. Yeah. Which is nothing. Like, I made the joke earlier, but I'll say it again. Okay. There's nothing more scarier than the stains on your mattress <laughs> at Circus Circus. Is it that bad there? I've uh, never actually been. It's so weird. You haven't? Because it's like out Have by you're... the Riviera, right? And it's like, 
Well, it, it's it's where they like you know when you walk down the street and they have train tracks and you're like I probably shouldn't cross the tracks. Uh, yeah, there's something dark yeah. over that area. <laughs> it's only those other tracks. Uh, have you ever been raped? Because I... <laughs> <laughs> that's the place you go. No. <laughs> so you heard it here first, folks. Don't cross the train tracks. That should be the new title of our fucking podcast. Don't cross the train tracks. It's actually not a not a bad place. I don't mind it at all. Well, it's so kinda... what? So what's the news on it? Well, our friends over at um, Promote Horror, who are also sort of affiliated with uh, the Found Footage guys, I heard. Oh shit. Um, yeah. So, and I can't think of their names, guys. I'm so sorry. But shout out to those guys if you haven't already found uh, followed them. Found Footage fan on uh, Twitter, and then Promote Horror. If you guys are a horror fan, follow Promote Horror, because they promote everybody. They're literally, like, <clears throat> your source for news, conventions, and they promote everything horror. So it's, like, super cool. Very, very cool guys. Uh, but they put up an article about that, the Fright fright Dome Circus Circus. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, yeah. I've never actually played five, uh, five Nights at Freddy's before. Neither have I, actually. But... I, I kind of want to because it, it's got a pretty hardcore following. You know, whenever they have Steam sales, yeah, like I'm always like, ah, oh, just got, I gotta get it. They didn't have it this last time. Oh, man. I was like, I'm gonna get the Five Nights at Freddy's, um, the whole series or whatever, you know, because I think there's like four now. Yeah, something like that. There's like one that's really shitty though, um, but they have uh, that, and I wanted to get it, but they weren't on sale this time, and I just feel like, I don't know, like everybody's so crazy about that, but. I, I like the ideology behind it because it's kind of like um, Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, yeah. Here in America, we have a place for kids, and it's called Chuck E. Cheese, and they have all animatronic stuff. Yeah. And this is, like, literally taken from oh, totally Chuck is. E. Cheese, it like, totally, totally because on stage, they have them all singing and dancing, and it's all animatronic, and it's, like, sort of creepy, <laughs> you know? Like, it's supposed to be fun, but it's sort of creepy, and the games really kind of take that nostalgia... Yeah. And, like, fuck with it. You know what it, I mean? It almost does, like, the, uh... Like we are talking about clowns earlier. Right. Because I don't see clowns as being scary. Right. But the Five Nights at Freddy's things and you referencing Chuck E. Cheese kind of s- walks the same line as a clown for me. Okay. You know? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how they're going to do it. I, I mean, from what I've heard, you mean they're doing an exact recreation of the game. That's that's crazy. And, and is this actually at the the dome where they do all the the events? It's like a theme area. Like yeah, it's literally at Circus Circus. So yeah. they do all the events at this place. Yeah, they have the one uh, where they have the roller coasters and shit. Is so what's in there? Yeah, I think so. Wow, I haven't done that since I was so a kid. So they're redoing. Man. Well, they have six attractions at this at the Fright Dome. Oh shit! And this is opening up, by the way, between September thirtieth and I believe like till Halloween. Okay, wow. Or like the day after <clears throat> Halloween. So, if you guys are on the West Coast or just want to go to a place, this place apparently has, in 2014, they uh, got the best haunted attraction really? in all of America. <clears throat> Holy shit. So, Dude, you know what we should do? <clears throat> Jason uh, Keegan or Segan or something is the guy that runs it and okay. does it. I was trying to get in touch with him on Twitter, but I don't I don't know that he follows it on there. So if you if you guys know him and you can get in touch with him, we'd love to have a chat with him just to see what they got going on cuz we're considering going out. Well, that's what I was going to uh, bring up. I mean, if mm-hmm. we're going to go out, 
Well, and let me say this. I, I mentioned this earlier, dude. I'm always down to go to Vegas. I love fucking yeah, Vegas. Yeah, no, sure. I mean, any place that I can start drinking at like I don't want to live there, but I'll, I want to visit <laughs> yeah. there, yeah. I was going to say, any place that I can start drinking at 2 in the morning and nobody gives you the dude, stink eye, I'm down with. And smoke anywhere the fuck you want. <clears throat> See, for me, I smoke cigarettes, and that's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean, cl- there's some places you can't smoke. But, like, I could literally walk outside with my drink and nobody would stop me. Oh, I yeah. could smoke a cigarette anywhere. It's kind of weird in that sense. Last time I went to Vegas, I went out, went, well, I played a show, actually, oh, for good, the hacker convention. Was that oh, at uh, DEF CON? Yeah. Uh, I got, where, wait, was, where was it at? I was in... Uh, I mean, Vegas, I know, but where was the venue at for oh, DEF CON? I think it was the one across... The way with the purple yeah, that fuck. Make, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just can't think of what it's called. The, the Palms? It could be. I mean, the only venue I know is uh, 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 Nutsack Saloon, I think it's called. <laughs> and uh, Good Times, I know Good Times. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, God, I played at this shit venue in Vegas one time. Well, yeah, I've, I played the same <laughs> one you did. You did? I'm pretty sure. It's like the gay bar, right? Well, no, Good Times is a gay bar. Oh, that's right. No, I forgot where I played, but it was a, uh, I don't want to get into that, but it was a, it was a weird show, but what I was going to get at is like, mm-hmm. dude, if, if we're going to go out to Vegas to check this fucking place out, some of you motherfuckers listening to the show right. that live in the, in the area or live in LA, you meet us yeah, and you pay for my alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> or just stand in front of a fucking slot machine and yeah, get I, I, free. Will, I well, will allow you to be around me. Technically, it's not free. <laughs> you have to tip. Oh, just the tip. Just the tip. But other than just the tip, you're good to go. Oh man. But yeah, dude, I I, would, I think it would be fun to go out there. Yeah, Although for sure. it's you know it's a lot easier to go. Oh, we're gonna spend this much when we get out there. Never works oh. out that way, dude. Yeah. It always ends up being like $200 more. Yeah. I went out there one time with $120. I probably gambled, gambled over $6,000 um, because I kept winning and losing and winning and losing and winning and losing. So I was just like, and then I ended up coming home with like 60 bucks. So I spent 60 bucks, won a shit ton of money. Like I kept winning all these slot machines. Oh man. And then just kept blowing all that money and gambling it out and then winning and gambling and winning and gambling. And just little increments back and forth. I, you know, I on my receipt, I had like over six thousand points accrued, dude. From from six hundred six thousand dollars, I was like, holy shit, fuck. And I was like, oh, I'm winning. I'm just gonna play some more and win I'm some so more. Awesome. It doesn't work that way. But the the one thing I'm gonna bring up too, like if we do go out there, we gotta review I, it. I mentioned, well, review it for sure. But yeah. like I said, uh, my favorite fucking bar in the world. Frankie's Tiki Lounge. Oh yeah, that's it right. We talked about that. It is fantastic, yeah. man. It is killer. And then, uh, what else is good? Vesper Bar is good. There's what's that fucking restaurant called? Fuck, Herbs and Rye. Is I haven't a, been is there. a very good restaurant. There's so many restaurants there, though. It's like, yeah, it's uh, like fucking what the fuck. One of the things I love to do is at Caesar's Palace. They have the uh, a buffet. Okay. Oh my god, dude! Like, it's not the. I mean. It's good. Like, it's 50 bucks good. <laughs> like, you spend 50 bucks, you get all-you-can-eat steak. Oh! All-you-can-eat fucking shrimp, all-you-can-eat crab legs, all-you-can-eat sushi. Like, every type of food. They even have an ice cream bar of all-you-can-eat. Literally, you need to starve yourself for, like, the entire day. And then when you go there, you eat for, like, hour or two. And then you gotta pace yourself because it's pretty disgusting. <laughs> when you get that full, you know what I mean? But 
God damn, dude. There's so much food there. I hate buffets. I hate the idea of a buffet because it is <laughs> too, just like too American. gluttonous. You know what I mean? Like, But when it comes to all you can eat steak and not just shitty steak, like really good fucking steak. Oh, man. It, it, it's very, 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 very tempting. Because like when you go to a restaurant, you order a steak, you get like a nine ounce cut maybe or less. Yeah. And it's like it's like 20, 30 bucks. Yeah, dude, seriously. You know what I mean? So eating all you can eat, it's like, oh, my God. But you kind of have to pick your favorites there. But also, I was going to say, about the fucking Fright Dome that we keep talking about, they have six attractions there, and one of them is uh, Krampus. So they do an entire oh. Krampus theme uh, horror, which just seems fun. I don't know if it'd really be scary. But I think it would be fun, like to see that one too. So we'd have to do six attractions. It's like fifty bucks Dude, that's for awesome. the VIP upgraded at the front of the line pass. Okay. So that you don't have to wait. Which I'm sure there's gonna be a line for that too, because <laughs> everybody's got that idea. But it's like twenty dollars more. So it's like thirty six dollars general admission, and then it's twenty dollars more, so it's like fifty six bucks. That's really cheap, dude. For like all six attractions. And then there's like some hotels by that are like between twenty four and fifty bucks a, mo- a a day. Yeah, and you might get AIDS, but that's okay. Oh, I don't even care. <laughs> the uh, the other thing I was gonna say, I don't know if we can do if it's still in Vegas. What? Uh, uh Evil Dead the musical. Oh yeah, you know what? Uh, Did you ever see that? I actually met one of the guys that does the tour. Oh really? Yeah, he came by my house oh. and uh, hung out for a little bit right with on, a dude. buddy of mine. So. Yeah, it, it, I've, I saw it in Vegas. Uh, I saw it with Luter, uh, Matt and Despina, oh, okay. and Laura, Laura and I. Uh, it is it is what it is. Right. It's just like mindless fun, but not bad. I've never seen it. I've not, I'll be honest, I've not been too thrilled to go see it. Okay. I'm it, a huge Evil Dead fan, like everybody, but it, I'm not like that much of a fan that I'll just accept anything. <laughs> and I feel like it's one of those things that, and, and please forgive me, my friend who I met, uh, I it's no uh, insult to anybody. I love Evil Dead, and I love that the fact that people were so moved that they would do a musical for it. Yeah, so. you're you're pretty spot on. It's it's okay. But yeah, we're just dicking away time. Yeah, here. we're oh, sorry guys. We're just having fun today. So yeah, fuck you. This may be about an hour and a half special, but whatever. Fuck it. Hey, I'm special. We're just gonna run with it, and I'll edit the fuck out of it. If we yeah, have dude, to. Fuck you. Cut down some fucking. So. So what other news do we have? What about another wolf cop? Yeah, did you ever see the first one? Negatory Ghost Rider, did dude. Not. The first one's a lot of fun. It's it's just called Wolf Cop. Yeah, it's called Wolf Cop, yeah. and it's done in like that retro kind of style. You know what I mean? Like that because cops used to be wolves. Yeah, dude, it's just ridiculous. It's like over the top, but kind of funny. He's like a drunk guy, <laughs> so he's like always drinking and like sex in excess. And I, I can't remember. Yeah, it, it's it was kind of it was just like kind of like a good shitty movie. Huh. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I got to check it out, man. Yeah, because there's like different levels, right? You know, there's the so bad it's good. Below that, there's please don't watch this again. <laughs> I hate myself for watching it as long as I did. But um, I got to see it. The first one's really funny. So that the sequel's coming out. That's cool, man. Um, Alcohol guzzling ass kicking action. For those of you who somehow missed the 20... And this, by the way, guys, if I'll put the link in there. This is by HorrorFuel.com. So we'll put that link up for you. Oh, dude. But uh, they're going to be putting this out. It doesn't say when it's going to be coming out, though. 
says another wolf cop, which is I think the 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 placeholder for the title, will open in theaters this winter. So only in a few months, really. You know, it's just gonna open in like one theater. What? Oh yeah. It's, it's, you it's, know what though? It did pretty good. Like it was like a sleeper hit. Like no, that's cool, man. I, I'm just I'm not trying to knock it, but it, it's kind of sad that sometimes these really kind of quirky, obscure films don't get the true release that they that they need or want. Probably, but sometimes those, that's you know that's how cult film starts. Yeah. You know, Monster Squad. Everybody hated it. Yeah, they got. It and got then it became like shit. a thing. Like it was, it was like one of the more nostalgic Goonies horror movies. And we talked about that on a previous episode, right? About maybe doing a sequel. Oh yeah, that's right. So, but that's it for news today, huh? Yeah, uh, nothing major. The only other thing I can really think of in regards to news, it's not a huge news item, but uh, Stranger Things soundtrack coming out on vinyl. Oh, that's right. So, uh, I, I kind of dig that because, you know, honestly, like, I've been collecting vinyl. I've, You know what I've been wanting to start? I, You know, it's like, I've fucking been collecting all these movies and shit, yeah. and that's just like one more collection that I may or may not need. <laughs> but I want so badly because I love the artwork on these things. Yeah. And I love, like, they did with that Friday the 13th new Oh, uh, the one record. that's bloody? Yeah, dude. That's, that's nuts, looks dude. so fucking cool, man. Like, I would think that the liquid inside of that would throw the fucking record off and it wouldn't spin <laughs> at the right speed. Yeah. But I guess it doesn't. Um, But, yeah, the I would pick up the vinyl if I... Had it. I'm sure it's probably coming to CD too because yeah. it's so popular. I, I might pick it up because, like I said, I've been collecting vinyl and, uh, yeah, dude, I'm I'm fucking down. Yeah. But anyways, let's. You well, get... speaking of Stranger oh. Things, though, did you? Uh, if you guys haven't already seen this, we posted a link about this earlier mm-hmm. um, this week or last week. Um, but there's a link to a song on our Facebook page and our uh, Twitter called Stranger Peak. Stranger Peaks. Oh, I've not, I've not heard it. You, oh, you didn't get to see, you didn't get to hear it. So, is it someone twin- took the same sounds that they do for the Stranger Things intro? You gonna take a shot? They took the intro. They took the same sort of uh, synth sounds for Stranger Things and put them into the Laura Palmer Twin Peaks song. Oh shit! And it's fucking awesome. Like it's really good. Like I really like it. Do another shot of but this. But we'll put the link in the comment or in the uh, information. He's just doing another shot of this uh, out of a syringe. Plastic Midori butthole. <laughs> Ugh. You like plastic buttholes. It's fucking delicious. But that's it for the news, guys. That is the news. All right. So uh, we got some new releases. We tend to do oh, new yeah. releases. At this time, but to be honest with you, you know, we really just, I picked up so many fucking movies and we've watched a few ourselves. Yeah. So we figured we'd just shoot the shit with you guys and just kind of talk about some stuff. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> One of the first things that I picked up that I'm really excited about, and it's going to take me a while to watch all the episodes, but is, and oh, I did an unboxing tales. for it. It's That's tales fucking from the crazy, Dark man. Dude, I have not seen that in so many years. I have weirdly fond memories of watching it. The TV show? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, the movie's good too, but um, it's kind of like you know Twilight Zone movie in a way. Yeah, uh, it's a little later, but yeah, Tales from the Dark Side, the TV set they re-released it and made it into a tighter knit knit pack. I don't know if I'm a hundred percent sold on the artwork, but it kind of embodies it. 
Yeah. I think the back artwork is really cool and all. But I did a I did an unboxing video, guys. If you guys are interested in possibly bur- uh, buying it, you can actually buy the old copy of DVDs for like $44 on Amazon. Oh shit. But the new version is only 26. So, huh. wow. It saves you like 20 bucks almost, you know what I mean? But the artwork, depending on the artwork that you like, but I open it up so if you're interested and you guys have thought about buying it, you can kind of take a look at this video. We're just trying some new shit here. <laughs> I fucked up the audio, so forgive me on that, but you can check that out. It's all good. Did you watch anything recently that um uh, I know you've been kind of busy and sick. Yeah, I haven't really watched much. Like I, like I was saying the other day, I try I watched Fear Clinic. Oh, that's right. It's a Robert England flick. Okay. Uh, it had a lot of cool effects. It I've was never sh- seen it. I just can't remember. It, it, it was one of those movies where it was like shot well. Uh, it looked cool, sounded cool. Robert right. England was badass. But I was bored out of my mind. I had no idea what was going on. Oh, I was thinking of Jack Brooks' Monster Slayer. Oh, yeah, no. This is a... Because that had Robert England in it, too. I, it, this is what's shitty about the movie, too. Okay. I can't even tell you what it was about. Because it was this, that... It was something about a, a clinic where... Fear was, Fear was happening. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And then what? what so else? Were, they, were they studying people that were scared? It was something that, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong because I was too busy doing other shit. Something about like if people had really problems with fear, okay, they would go into have the fear dealt with, okay. But it would really like increase the fear, and like what they were scared of would like you know materialize so if you were scared of being raped by like a a thousand uh, boy bands they would make it materialize yeah and it would happen well was there a machine or something that they were trying oh okay so uh, that kind of makes sense yeah there was a I think it was a Jeffrey Combs movie and I can't remember it had fear in it and it reminds me of that they were doing Uh a haunted house attraction in an old haunted house oh okay and they had all these like hologram shit that looked real but it wasn't and like I don't know it is almost like the same thing. Yeah. I forget what it's called. The Dark House, maybe? I don't know. I just know... The point that I was getting at is, like, I had a hard time getting into the film. It just didn't work for me. Right. So then, like I was telling you earlier, I turned around and watched Seven Psychopaths, and I really dug on it. Yeah. See, I wasn't too fond of that. I can't remember if I liked it or not. Yeah, but it, it's it's really easy to get into a, a, a poorly made sandwich when somebody's been kicking you in the nuts for the last two minutes. <laughs> That's true. So you're like, oh, God, a breath of fresh air. I know. And it's like fart wind. <laughs> yeah. But it's a cool breeze, so you're like, whatever. Well, there's air movement, so I guess that's a plus. Yeah. It's like when you've got a hot, like when you're outside in the hot sun and you got a fan blowing on you. It dries you off, but it doesn't really cool you off. It's just blowing hot air on you. So, Oh, that, that's about it for me. Okay. I watched, uh, I, I picked up like 30 movies. Like, a lot of DVDs, actually, and some Blu-ray. Not a lot of Blu-ray, though. Um, which is fine, because honestly, I don't think every movie that I watch needs a Blu-ray. Okay. So, I love Blu-ray, and I'm all about keeping shit, but there's some movies that are just fucking bad, guys. And you don't need a fucking Blu-ray, so, you know what I mean? Flat farm. But I watched a movie called Evil in the Woods. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. Search for Dick. Dude, this fucking movie... At first, okay, like, when I first started watching it, I was like, okay, this is one of those so bad it's good movies. Yeah. So I can kind of go along for the ride because I know it's just going to be bad. Yeah. So I know what to expect. Boy, was I wrong. It gets so much worse. (laughs) Like, half of the movie is so bad it's good, and then the other half is like, I just lost complete interest. But 
halfway through they start talking about dick because there's a guy in the movie named dick and i swear to god they made this as a dick joke movie like this is literally one of the biggest dick joke movies i've ever seen because they were just like talking about dick a lot so much in fact that i got bored of the movie and started recording segments of it on my phone and then pieced it together and threw it up on youtube which we will put a link in the comments i think it's funny if you wait till the very end i think it's funny it's not the most amazing thing you'll ever see but it's worth a it's worth a dick joke if you like dick jokes or just want to see something ridiculous watch evil in the woods and uh also follow the link in the information here dude um i also watched dagon Oh, dude, right up the alley with what we're talking about. That's why I bought it. I mean, I had owned it twice before, and oh, I think man. I had to sell it a couple of times. It's not I, one of my favorite H.P. Lovecraft movies. I, I really, I, I know what you mean. I kind of dig it. It like as mentioning earlier, it's, it has a little bit of Dagon in it, but it's mostly Shadow and Smith. Okay. As far as like is HPL's like story. Well, it, let's see. I also watched American Werewolf in London. Great classic. Has, it has a really some pretty cool effects in it. For its time. Dude, it's fucking... It has one of the best... Uh, isn't it considered one of the best transformation scenes? I thought the Howling one was kind of cool. Oh, I haven't seen the Howling one for a while, but I always thought American Werewolf was the uh, that was like, definitive... I think you know, what it was is that they were doing it all live action. Oh, it's all practical? So, like, they had... They probably spent so many hours trying to make that happen yeah. back then. But, yeah, they, like, had his hand, his, like... Like, the palm of his hand grew... His fingers grew, his yeah. arms grew, his feet bent, his leg bent backwards and cracked. Yeah. And, like, he's, like, screaming the whole fucking time. Yeah, dude. To be honest, the actor that played him, and I, I don't have his name offhand, I'm sorry, guys. I He's, like, he's kind of a good actor for this role, but kind of not. <laughs> he's, like, that goofy... I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't know. It didn't. I didn't take him very seriously. He was always like super happy about everything, like a puppy dog. It's like the 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 dude that from uh, Gremlins and. Uh, uh... Yeah, it kind of. I think that's like what they wanted. Yeah. Someone like that. Yeah. But he's like so different. Yeah. He's not like Zach. That's his name, Zach. Uh, I can't think of from Gremlins. Uh, uh, I'm Zach Attack. About. I know what you're talking about. But yeah, he's he's not like that guy. But he was just like so homely and. Like a little puppy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and maybe that's what they wanted him to do. Yeah, maybe. But it was a cool movie. I liked it. Like, the bar scene at the fucking, what's it called? The Slaughtered Lamb. Yeah. And shit. That was, like, kind of cool. It's a good flick, man. It's old school. Yeah. It's it's something you gotta have, I think. I'm not, it's not, I'm not, like, an uber fan of werewolves or anything like that. I think my biggest favorite most, I like Howling, and I like uh, Dog Soldiers. You like Twilight. Oh, dude, Dog Soldiers. I've never yeah. actually seen Dog Soldiers. That has Sean Petr- Petrie in it, who was um, he is, was in Alien Resurrection. Isn't that who the guys who made uh, Descent? Was that Descent people? Maybe. Well, I, the the effects in that are really cool. I've heard Dog very Sol- practical. I have not seen Dog Soldiers, but I heard it's fucking phenomenal. Dude, they beat the shit. Like, uh, it's like basic fucking military guys versus werewolves. Oh, dude. So they, like, go buck wild. Like, one dude's, like, punching it in the face and stabbing it a million times. <laughs> like, while he's getting eaten. It's fucking cool as shit. Um, uh, what else did I watch? I'm just going to go over one more, a couple more. Uh, I did watch The Visit. If you guys haven't seen that, that's M. Night Shyamalan's last film that he did. I know he's been working on Wayward Pines, the TV uh, show on Amazon. Terrible. 
or what is it? No, not Amazon. Uh, I don't know. Nobody knows what it's on because it's terrible. It's on. It's Wayward Pines. So the first season was okay. It really it, flailed really hard and shit all over itself. <laughs> I, I got me mad, and then I yeah, tried to watch season two, source. and I just stopped after episode two. I was like, Well, didn't they? Then they have to like swap out the main character. Yeah, like they took away the most interesting part, but they killed him off. Yeah. Spoiler alert. That's when you know your show's really good. You're like, you know, what? we kind of fucked up. Let's it's just... kind of a waste of time, though. I've heard that the story, the original story or whatever, is like cool and everything. I don't know. I just there, there's other stories and other films that are similar to that. That are done much better. Right. Uh, yeah, Wayward Pimes is more like Wayward Waster Times. Yeah, it really... I, like, was really interested in, like, they made it kind of feel like Twin Peaks in a way. Like, they you tried. didn't really know what was going on, and it was, like, interesting in that sense, and I was, like, kind of captivated by that, and then it just kind of lost interest after it started getting all political. Yeah, I, I, I don't even remember it getting political. I just, it does, I, towards the end. Okay, I just don't remember it being... I was like, eh... Okay. It's on Hulu. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Um, and one thing I did want to mention, guys, and I just signed up for the, the horror pack. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, and I got the August pack. I, I got the very last one. Like, they had the very last one. Oh, shit. And it came with Motivational Growth, Reanimator, Scar 3D, and Saw 4. I did a, a pretty shitty impromptu fucking unboxing of it huh. on Facebook if you guys want to watch it. But... Um, I really wanted to get motivational growth, and I didn't actually have Reanimator on Blu-ray yet. That's crazy, man. I know, which is weird, but I've just seen that movie so many times. I wasn't like, oh, I, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes you just wait to watch those movies for a year. Yeah, like you push yourself off. You're like, oh, this is coming out on Blu-ray. I'll just wait. I'll just wait till it comes out. But anyway, but yeah, um, I signed up for the horror pack. Are you going to do that? You know, I might, dude, because that's a, that's a pretty cool fucking. I like the fact that you never know what you're going to get. I know we have a lot of movies. Yeah. But, like, I feel like if we get the horror pack, anything that we don't want, we can give away. Oh, good point. We could just do a giveaway. And it, it's just money that we would be spending on it, and we spend it on it cheaply. So we could just give it away to somebody that, that would want it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look into it, because it sounds like a if cool If we idea. have it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's a lot of movies, but we'll put the link in the comments. And if you guys don't really know this, if you, if you buy through, use the link to buy the subscription through that, it saves you three dollars and it saves us three dollars. Huh? So if you use the link, it'll help us both out, and we can be happy together and dance around happily. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. I don't want to go through every single fucking movie I got. There's thirty. You know oh, what I mean? Dude. But I just like talking about fucking horror movies, so. You're goddamn right. Let's get. Into, I want to get into the meat and potatoes. Sure. Because this we've been talking about a lot of shit today so far. Yeah, we're already an hour in. Are you serious? But we're we're probably gonna cut out about ten minutes of this. Yeah. So oh. and we'll probably make this go about a half, hour and a half. Wow. So let's get into the final meat and potatoes. Okay. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Right. And his film, and not his films, but his influence on film. Absolutely. Not only film, but film, music, video games, art, everything. Well, tell me, like, where you first started hearing about H.P. Lovecraft you know, and, like, I, I, what made you interested in him? I never really knew who he was, but I was influenced by the, the, the works that he inspired. Okay. Like, I liked, which is another conversation for another day. Like, I was already into Stephen King. King is hugely inspired by Lovecraft. Oh, Lovecraft. All of them. A lot of the writers. Yeah. Clive Barker. Dude, for sure. Fucking everybody. Yeah. So, I was into King. I was into... Um, uh, in the Mouth of Madness, right? One of my favorite, favorite, favorite John Carpenter flicks. 
you know, even you can go as far as saying uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, right? His, his remake. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, so many things like eat like Dagon. Like, Dagon, yeah. Like I really dig dig it. It's kind of cheesy, but I kind of like it. Also, right. Reanimator. All these films that I didn't really know were directly related to Lovecraft, and I maybe I knew at some point, but I didn't read his work. But once I started reading his work, I really had a, a higher appreciation for the films based on his product. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I'm, you know, like I remember all. I think I'm trying to think if I ever read his books or I just heard the name somehow because you know we didn't have media like we do today. Yeah. It when was, I it heard was different. about it. No, you're right. It was different back then. So I think I went. I remember going to the bookstore and seeing some of the um, Cthulhu books. Yeah. Uh, the Call of Cthulhu, which is in, that's another story for later, but it's right that fucking concept. All those story. short stories. By well, the way. just specifically, Cthulhu is so insanely intelligent. Yeah, it's the, do you, do you have you ever read, you ever never read it? Have you? Oh, what? Which one? Uh, Cthulhu, the Call of Cthulhu. Oh yeah, I've, I've, there's like three books on it. They're all short stories about Cthulhu. Oh yeah, but the the whole the the whole concept for people that don't know, right? The I mean, not going into the specifics of what actually happens in the story. Well, I could. The idea that there's all these things happening outside of our regular perception of reality, right? Right. And uh, you know what makes humans, I don't want to say naive, and makes us like be able to function, uh-huh. is that our brains we have the inability to connect these dots. That if our brains were smart enough to connect these dots and we could see what was really going on, we'd right. fucking go insane. Right. So that's basically well, that, what... Well, that ties into the question of life and what existence is yeah. and all that other shit. That's why his shit is so fucking profound. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, he was born in, in 1890, so the early, the late 1900s. Oh, and so, so um, oh, August 1890s? 20th is his birthday, actually. So oh. we're, we're literally, like, just past his birthday. Um, so happy belated birthday birthday he died in march march 15th 1937 i read the age of 46 so i read somewhere too that he he was all weird about what he ate he only ate like canned beans or something weird like that i mean there wasn't a lot to choose from i'm sure back then (laughs) you know what i mean everything's like canned beans are a bowl of dust (laughs) i love my canned beans stay away from me wife i'll shit on you um but i guess he started writing between 1917 and 1937 wow so he pretty much wrote up until he died. Yeah. And honestly, like for that time frame to be writing about that kind of open-minded it was horror, rare. It was rare. That is like it's like insane yeah. and like genius at the same time. Yeah. It's almost like and I I bring this up all the time we've talked about in the Math of Madness, but it's almost like you know in the movie where Sutter Kane is like talking about he's like I used to think that I was coming up with these stories and then I realized that they were making me write it for them. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. it almost makes me feel like that's what was happening with him. You know, because he created this entire mythos. Yeah, dude. Like and it all tied together. Like all of it. There was Cthulhu, Necronomicon, about the mad Arab who wrote this fucking Bible, basically, that was like to bring back the dead. And they talk about all the... Have you ever read the Necronomicon, by the way? Uh, No, I have not. Or dabbled in it a little bit? I've dabbled in my dibble. (laughs) No, I have not. I mean, it's... Well, I I never really... I would still like to read it just to see it, but... It's interesting. But knowing that it's fake... It is fiction. I know. It's... I have a hard time... But it's so believable. Okay. And it's so well thought out. Okay. That it's it borders 
reality. Huh. Like it's like like the way that they talk about the ladders and how you achieve each ladder and all the different ingredients that you need. It's almost like witchcraft meets like something way more arcane and dark huh. and like um I remember when I was younger I was like crazy for this girl and there was like a spell. You liked girls? Yeah. <laughs> Could have fooled me, bro. I was in I think I was like <laughs> 16. But I found a copy of the Necronomicon oh, yeah. in like the Lost and Found and oh, I stole it straight up. And there was one page that was loose in there, and it was a love spell. Huh. And I remember it was like, Og Saga, Rag Rabbing, whatever the fuck, in some other language. But I read it over an apple and let her eat it. I was like, just take a bite. <laughs> and then we ended up being together after that. And I remember ah. thinking, oh, I read a spell, you know. But I mean, it's all fiction, but... No, like, if, if we ever do an episode on magic, there's actually some credence to that kind of stuff. And, sure. I'm, and I'm not saying I Well, believe- it doesn't mean necessarily what I said... But the power I put into it. There you go. I, that's what I was going to get at. The it, will. It doesn't mean that the ma- magic is real. Right. But sometimes when you really do set your mind on some sort of intention. Sure. It does kind it of. It sets forth whatever yeah. neutrons, electrons uh, to make it happen. Douchetrons. The secret. Yeah. <laughs> the secret, guys. Uh, no, but I mean, I honestly, like, I really kind of believe in that kind of shit. And it's very clear that H.P. Lovecraft was on some fucking other shit. He was way above, way ahead of his time. He was. I mean, he wasn't... And this is the other thing, weird thing about him, too. He, uh... I, and I hate saying this. This is going to get me kicked in the balls. <laughs> what? Uh, he, he was a good... I liked his writing style. He was a good boy. I liked his writing style, but he was, a, was, not, a, he was not a very good storyteller. Sure. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, because a lot of his stories were like... It wasn't like he only it was had like a few... run-on sentences a little bit. Well, I mean, like uh, very. Well, I thought he was descriptive. <clears throat> well, he is. What, what I'm talking about is like uh, a lot of people like write a story like like oh here's a story about a guy getting a job and fighting crime and being a superhero. Right. And Lovecraft was like, here's a story about a guy in a house looking at a wall. Right. You know, this wall is frightening and it's undescribable. This terror I'm seeing in this wall. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so that's like, kind of like Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, in a way. I mean, I think he, I think he looked up to Poe. Uh, I think he saw himself as this uh, uh, old school kind of writer guy. He probably didn't wish he was American. He probably wanted to be English, you know. Well, I mean, Edgar Allan Poe was born in 1809, so he, he definitely had some influence. I, 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 I do believe that uh, Lovecraft had a lot of influence. Yeah, from I just, Poe. I've. You know, and there's you know there's not some always some positive things to talk about H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, he was supposedly openly racist, uh, and I've read different reports on this. Yeah, from from what I hear is, uh, I'm wondering if he really was or not. Well, I mean, I don't doubt it because I mean, think about the age and time that it was. Well, that's what I was going to get into. I mean, like, uh, I'll, I'll crack jokes now and then, sure. but I'm not racist. I mean, I could. I'm cool with everybody. Sure. You know what I mean? But if if I wrote a letter and I made some jokes about something yeah. and I sent it to you and then 500 years from now somebody read that, right. they wouldn't know if I was... Well, there was no PC back then. Like yeah. that kind of shit was okay in so, a way. Yeah, and I've had this conversation with other people because I've said like, you know, was he really racist or was it just a byproduct of the time he sure. lived in? And I've had too many people say, nope. He was a racist. I'm sure there wasn't a lot of people that would argue with him. No, but, I mean, I, I really feel like 
like the one thing that I've read uh, about H.P. Lovecraft. I'm going to take a shot here real quick, by the way. Do it. <laughs> it's, I'm it's surprised funny. we're not even fucking falling over. It's, it's funny because it's like a like a syringe, like the way you feed like a baby bat right. or, a, or a small cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here you go, baby. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> but the one thing that H.P. Lovecraft was um, that I remember is that he named his cat the N-word because N- it was black. N- noodle? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> the Nebuchadnezzar. What is that? The fucking I have, Event I, Horizon. I have no oh, idea. No, that's fucking Matrix. There you go. But yeah, that. So there's that. I mean, and that's kind of like a weird stain. But regardless if he was racist or not, like he was so far ahead of his time that it influenced so many fucking writers. He was like to how Edgar Allan Poe was yeah. to him. Stephen King, H.P. Lovecraft was to Stephen King, Clive Barker, Dean Koontz, like, fucking all those motherfuckers all read H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. Because he was the fucking, and in a lot of ways, to be honest, I really feel like Clive Barker's probably a little bit more along those lines. Yeah. I mean, he's he's obviously got a little bit more of a um, homoerotic, I guess, well, approach to it. But so does Stephen King, I guess, right? Oh, he, he I mean, yeah, you might want to get on the mic before you start whipping it out. Get on the mic, get on the mic. Anyways, but I'm saying, like, uh, Barker is, he's into dudes. Yeah, oh, no, sure. I know. And he's in a painter, and he does, like, uh, I've seen a lot of his artwork, actually. He's good. Yeah. But I'm saying, King, you're right, King King gets... Uh, Kinky. Well, King gets panned for being a racist as well. Really? Yeah. Because, but he, he, I don't believe that he is in any way, shape, or form. I don't think he cares. Well, I, what it is, is he'll have... Uh, stories where people are racist because it's fifties. He's yeah. like, he's, oh, I know. He's like so infatuated with the fifties. It's like insane. I like, know. I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm just saying. I've heard him being panned for that before. I don't know. It's like people still listen to Michael Jackson, and he could have been a pedophile. Uh, dude, I think he was. Didn't they? Well, con- I mean, they don't know. Well, didn't they find shit on his computer? Like a well, bunch of. Did like- you see that recent video that they were uh, showing that they went around the house? <laughs> And apparently they found, like, pictures of, like, Macaulay Culkin and, like, in his porn dungeon or some shit like that. <laughs> I did not know. I Holy mean, I shit. Supposedly he had a bunch of fucking child porn videotapes. But I don't know if that's true or not. And you know what? Like, if you're a Michael Jackson fan, they always jump down your throat for fucking, you know, yeah. fucking hating somebody that wrote really good music. So I guess... In the same respect, if H.P. Lovecraft was a fucking racist, like... Well, yeah, oh, no, that's a good point. I was going to make you know? the same kind of point, like... There's a lot of famous people who have done a lot of crazy stuff. Oh, dude. There's a lot of famous politicians, a lot of famous, yeah. like, historians. <coughs> he He's... Uh, technically, Lovecraft was inspired by a lot of his own nightmares. That's crazy. So... He was horrified of the ocean. Yeah, I'd heard that you were telling me about that, too. Basically... They said that his interest started from his childhood days. And I'm reading from Wiki, guys, okay. just as reference to keep us on track here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he it said his childhood days, when his grandfather would tell him gothic horror stories, it started freaking him out. Uh, but Lovecraft's most insig- significant literary influence was, as we said before I even knew this, was Edgar Allan Poe. So, because he had that British writing style. It's almost Shakespearean. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 you know, when I first started reading H.P. Lovecraft, I was actually, it took me a little while. Well, dude, it, no, you're legit, man. He, he, like, going back to King, King is very easily digestible. You can, you can fucking, 
have an IQ of 10, an IQ of 1,000. Right. And, and digest King and it works. Right. But Lovecraft is like you literally do have to read it four or five times yeah, just to like guess maybe what he was saying. Right. Um, like William S. Burroughs, like reading yeah. his Naked Lunch. Jesus fucking Christ, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm ADD, so it's tough for me to read a little bit. You know, like I started getting carried away in a conversation in my head yeah. while auto reading. So somewhere it's like getting in the back of the files. Uh, but like I'm like in another world in my head so i have to like kind of reread but reading naked lunch was really fucking hard for me like wow dude i had to reread that a million times because he just kind of like goes on and on but it's like really fascinating stuff in the way he talks about the cops Man, the, fuzz. the fuzz uh but yeah but like hp lovecraft you you really kind of had i had to re- reread and it took a it took a little while to get used to his style of how he wrote yeah he definitely has a style for sure one of his magnus opus i guess is the at the mountains of madness which is so sad that uh, Guillermo Guillermo del Toro, who it's, aesthetically I think is a really amazing director. Not only that, but a lot of the stuff is is directly related to Lovecraft, anyways. Sure, you know. Oh I, yeah, that's kind of true, huh? So he he's hugely influenced. I mean, he has a museum in his house. He's got that fable esque style. He oh, likes okay. fable. Like I see his as a darker fable. Okay. Like, um, kind of like Clive Barker's The Thief of Always. If you ever read that, it's a really good the- uh, fable that he wrote. Man, child, good childhood, but he like Guillermo del Toro. Like I can't say that I like everything that he does. Like some of his stuff is kind of like long, a little boring sometimes. <laughs> but like he has this beautiful vision that is so spot on. Yeah, and it's just so great. Like even Blade Two, like had this aesthetic to it that was just great. <laughs> and then it spawned Hellboy because of it. Man. So, and I like actually Hellboy and Hellboy 2. Although Hellboy 2 is like all over the fucking place. It like has really bad pacing issues. Uh. Um, but yeah, Guillermo del Toro was going to do the out at the mountains of madness. Yeah. And that got shelved because of other projects that he got. I heard it got shelved into. because of, uh, uh, was it Pacific Rim? Mm, I don't think it was that. Uh, I, because this was after it. Well, I did. Was it shelved because of. God, it was other projects that he was that he couldn't do it. Okay, something like that. I thought it was shelved because of another project that was too similar. Right. But I can't remember what it was. Well, I kind of feel like he's going to do... He would do a period piece because he did that fucking Crimson Peak movie. Oh, Crimson Queef? Which was... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling all out the ones I got, dude. No, dude. I mean, I like... I, I It's okay. It's a good movie. I liked it. I like it, but I'm just not really into period piece movies. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't relate to it as much. I mean, I like it if it's done really well. But yeah. sometimes it's just so, I don't know, debutante-type bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. Like, and that's one thing. It's like when I was reading H.P. Lovecraft, all, all that's, like, so old and old-timey. And, uh, uh. But um, I don't know. Like, I think I think if the, he did that movie, I kind of feel like it wouldn't have done it the way I want to see it. Yeah. Because I want it to, I, I really feel like H.P. Lovecraft is so modern, even it's so old, it's so modern in, in today's world. Yeah. That it's like, do you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it feel it was so modern back then. Yeah. That it's still modern today if you just take the characters and put them into the future. And I know some of you guys are probably into the whole period piece thing with H.P. Lovecraft, but I like to see it come forward. So... What movies can we talk about that 
inspired or were inspired and done by uh, because of H.P. Lovecraft. There, like, there's a lot. I mean, really. I mean, uh, dude, right off the bat, like uh, John Carpenter's the, the Thing. His the remake. Thing you feel? Yeah, it, it is. It is Lovecraft. Was it directly associated? Uh, no, I think there's a lot of films that were. Well, let me say this. There's not a lot of films that are directly Lovecraftian because most. Well, let me say. Okay, let me back up and say this. Most films that are directly Lovecraftian are shitty. Right. That's because there's no. Uh, what's the? A lot of his stories are public domain. Is so, it? Yeah. yeah. Based on when the the stories came out, oh, so okay. any, that's why it's so like all so, over the place. So any no name fucking dude can be like, I'm making a Lovecraft movie, right? And just make it. It doesn't matter how shitty it is. So I think some of the best works that are Lovecraftian and well, what about direct movies that have been uh, that are good that you feel are good? One of the ones that gets set up as the number one that's yeah. a direct is uh, Call of Cthulhu. Okay. The, the HBL Society, they made one that's that's a period piece. It's black and white. Okay. It's kind of a short film, and it's supposed to be a perfect representation of the story. He just took a shot. Mm. But uh, it's in, and also, like I said, I Dagon. I like Dagon. Okay. Uh, Reanimator, obviously, because Combs is my, uh, my bro. Yeah, well, no, Jeffy Combs has kind of been, like, the main actor for fucking... <laughs> H.P. Lovecraft movies because of Stuart Gordon, Ryan oh, Yuzma. Stuart Gordon is phenomenal. Man. Um, I don't know if Frank Henenlotter really tapped into that, did he? I don't think so either. I don't know that he did. But one of my favorite movies, and everybody always talks about Reanimator, and don't get me wrong, guys, that's a great fucking movie. But my favorite Jeffrey Combs, H.P. Lovecraft-inspired fucking movie or or direct movie is From Beyond. With Ken Foray. Yeah. I think that is the most creative. Like, even reading the story, to me... Yeah, is probably one of my favorite stories. And I was talking to my buddy Shogun uh, about this earlier. Uh, he was saying that that one is one of everybody's favorite stories that he did. And I was like, I thought At the Mountains of Madness was one of the biggest H.P. Uh, Lovecraft stories. but and, I, and I'm pretty sure it is. But I think, to me, like, from beyond, he was using those tuning forks to, like, alter reality oh, okay. and cross the threshold yeah 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 between different dimensions it was almost like uh the the fourth dimension or the th- yeah oh yeah so it was like anything you think about can become I-, I could talk about a few more films but there's one lovecraft story that i forgot about which would what? make a killer movie which one uh i forget what it's called but it's about this uh dude he's a t- he's like a teacher uh he's a professor and if I remember correctly... Does he close himself off into a house? No. That's the shunned house I think you're thinking about. It's called Resurrected. The one I'm thinking about is like, this dude is like a teacher, a professor. And uh, granted, I'm paraphrasing the story because it's been a while since I read it. But something happens to where he goes like... Uh, he goes into like a fugue state and he forgets kind of who he is. And he spends a few weeks like traveling the world doing all this crazy shit. And then he comes back, and he comes back into his own body, and he kind of doesn't remember what he was doing. And then he starts having these weird dreams of these aliens taking him into this cave and telling him, you need to write down all the stories of what happened to these novels, these, like, big books. So then he has these dreams where he's writing down all his crazy experiences in these books. And then some shit about, he has a friend who's an archaeologist who he met on one of his crazy adventures. And the dude's like, man, you gotta come out to my dig site and check out this crazy shit I found 
And he goes out, and he's in a tent sleeping, and he can't sleep. So he gets up and starts walking around, and he falls into this hole. And the hole is like he remembers what it looks like. Because right. this is that cave that he used to go to with the aliens where he had to write all these stories. God, it reminds me of something. Yeah, I forget what it's fucking called, the story, but it's great. And then it's like him like, oh, my God, I can't believe this shit really happened to me. Uh, and then he finds his, the novel, you know, finds the information he wrote in the, in the fucking archives. One of those meta meta stories. Yeah, and then he's like running out of the cave trying to like cap, you know, keep it because he wants to be able to tell people. Um, and that's Wes Craven right there who was inspired by H.P. Lovecraft right there, probably by that story alone. It could be. And In the Mouth of Madness and all those others, so... Yeah, it just... I just remember the this, this story being really cool. Like, really fucking... Because uh, I was talking about Gifford about adapting it into a, a feature. Oh, okay. And I thought about it doing it in a couple different ways. Well, I mean, that's a really cool idea. I like when it kind of crosses that threshold... Yeah. Well, you were telling uh, me about the story about this other writer who pretty much ripped off... Oh, Peter Kleins. Peter Kleins, yeah. Yeah, like I said, it. he has two stories. He has one called The Fold, okay, which is pretty Lovecraftian, and another one called Fourteen. It's about this, this... I mean, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Basically about this giant apartment complex that's a machine that's almost like a, a doorstop to, to prevent the apocalypse. Really? It, it, it's, it's this machine that was created by... Uh, some crazy apocalyptic dude, uh, Tesla, and like the U.S. government, if, if I can remember correctly, in order to prevent these creatures from like coming to our reality and attacking us. Well, and that's like the Montauk Project. It could very well be. You know, I don't know if you guys know about this story, but the Montauk Project was a a, a government project in New York where they were using people's brains or their psychic energy to try oh. to open a portal into another dimension, which then dips into the mist. Which is Stephen King being inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. You got it, man, for sure. So, and that, That's I believe, is the Montauk Project is directly associated with the mist. Because there was a creature in the woods in upstate New York, in uh, Montauk, huh. um, where it was like this old naval base. And they did all these experiments in there. And this is like real shit. Like, I've read, I have a book on it. It's really fucking interesting. But they were using people's, uh, they were putting them in this chair where they would, like, lay down. And then they would, like, open up this doorway, supposedly. And I don't know if it's true, but I, I'm i pretty sure. Because in The Mist, they talk about that the experiment that's going on, that the government was working on. And they opened a window to another dimension. Oh, man, you know what it made me think about, too? Uh, Doom. The game Doom. Doom. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, wow, dude. I mean, well, I mean, that's a little bit more straightforward, I think. But wasn't it still kind of thing like a government project? They were trying to create some sort of something. Portal. A portal, and they wound up opening a portal to hell. Right. So, Which is kind of like Event Horizon as well. Yeah, oh, you got it, man. That's another... It, it definitely tips his hat in Lovecraft's direction. Sure, I think so. I mean, all this other dimensional shit. I don't... I mean, was there... I mean, it's early 1900s, so 1890, and he started writing in 1915, so... Um, a lot of this stuff, so, I mean, I, I still think it's, like, way far ahead of its time. Oh, it totally, so. it totally is, dude. I, I, yeah, it's... Makes you wonder, like... Because there's theories that we have all the answers to all the questions we've ever asked. Yeah. Within us all, because within us all, we're all part of the same fucking thing. And all of his stuff is just so closely related to that kind of theory. Yeah. It's weird. It's, like, really strange. His is obviously a little more darker. And I'm sure it doesn't always have to be dark. 
But I don't know. Yeah, his stuff was very uh, – one of the cool elements I liked about his stuff, and I hear this spoken about him a lot of times, is that um, – the 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 cosmic the cosmic I'm sorry the cosmos like just doesn't care about you, it's completely indifferent. Yeah, it's indifferent. Yeah, yeah. it's not evil. It's not good. It's you're just just is. Yeah, it, it yeah chaos. Yeah. There's there's no there's no god. There's no devil. Uh, you, you think you're important, but you're not. You're just the speck on a fucking rock. Right. You know. Well, I kind of feel like, and I've had conversations with uh, other people. We literally sat here with a piece of paper. And drew out ideas about what God was and what gods were and what they came from. And, like, there was, like, an ultimate being that wanted to create ultimate, ult, different alternate versions of themselves to experience life. And I mentioned this. I think we talked about it last episode. Oh, yeah. But, they it, like, he created other gods or what gods were to the other underlings that they created huh. just by thought. Uh, that were from other dimensions and they wanted to experience life so they just created more gods and that's where we get all these other types of gods mm. like Jesus and uh, Zoroasters and uh, all these different prophets and things that are from that are just basically just another iteration of, of a god that wanted to experience life. Mm. So we're all somehow connected. But like there's other dimensions and like now like in science they like talk about this shit like pretty regularly. Like, with the Hydron Collider shit. Oh, yeah. They talk about, like, well, they don't really talk about that directly, but they say that there's enough force and power that they're, because they're messing with dark matter, huh. that they could basically rip a hole into another dimension. And that there's, like, there was even a scientific report out recently that said that they, it could even be proven. That's crazy, man. Like, and, it, you know, we had string theory, and there was chaos theory, string theory, and then there's, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, bling theory? No, it's, uh, what'd you call it? <laughs> bling theory? Bling theory. Yow, yow, bling, bling. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, no, there was, uh, fuck, I forget what it's called. But it's, it's, a, it's like string theory that got taken out and, and that there's all these different. Like the, the multiple world theory? Yeah, like that there's several different planes of existence. Yeah. And you were even talking about, we were talking about that Peter Klein guy who was talking yeah. about, uh, what was it? He was saying that there was different dimensions and that people when they pass oh, through. Oh, yeah, the uh, in that uh, the Fold book. Because it, the, it's the, called The Fold? It's called The Fold, yeah. It's basically what it is, is there's this government project where they're trying to create a, a, a portal. Okay. Like a Star Trek fucking transporter. Right, okay. They open up one portal, you travel through one to the other. Right. But every time you travel through it, you're actually just going into another dimension. And the person coming out the other end is just another iteration of the person that went in to begin with. Okay. Uh, and that, that's the whole point. So, like, a lot of times, an like... An alternate universe. What's up? An alternate Yeah, they're universe. coming from an alternate universe. So the, the whole point is, like, let's say you walk in through one end, you come out, and uh, now you talk about getting kicked in the nuts when you're four years old. Right. And I'm like, I don't remember you getting kicked in the nuts. And you're like, no, I, I really did. Then you walk through again, and you're like, I never got kicked in the nuts. I got kicked in the fucking chin. Okay. Because it's a different person each time. So it's just a slightly different skewed. Yeah, because that's why they can't latch onto it, because it's so slightly skewed. So what happens? So they, they, so they don't realize this at first. No, not at first. But eventually they start... Uh, there's some really asinine logic behind it. It's something like when they get enough brain power close enough to the portal that it 
expands to where like it's it's reaching out to other greater universes. Okay. And eventually they start connecting with these universes that have creatures and beings, and they start coming out and they have to fight them with guns and. It's pretty uh, kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is cool. It's. Uh, I. It. Peter Klein's man. Like I said, uh, the fold and fourteen. Hmm. I have uh, to read the fold. I'm actually really interested in the fold. It's pretty cool. It's it, the I mean, I, I love that whole like alternate dimensions and all that shit. I think it's like really fascinating. I was. Uh, I told you this about a while ago. Okay. And I'm inspired by H.P. Lovecraft in my own regard, and maybe not as big as something like Stephen King. Yeah. But I've talked about the Darksiders, which I was like, I came up with this story where people have the television. I read this book. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, it was a book called Everything in This Book is True Except... Or, Nothing in This Book is True Except... What the fuck is it called? <laughs> but anyway, it's 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 one of those, like, cult books where it's, like, mind-altering and it yeah. deals with Carl Jung and, like, a bunch of other different things. And okay. they talk about... Um, there's a... Uh, in each and every person and every being and everything, we have these internal... Uh, machine that's kind of like the tree of life that they call, but it's called a Merkaba or Merkaba. <laughs> and they, I thought it was really fascinating what they were talking about. Um, I was into really mind expanding books at that time, <laughs> um, but I read about it and I thought it was really fascinating. They were talking about how there was a race of aliens who were left brained and they could create a time machine and a, something that could travel through time and space. Huh? And in that, I thought that was really fascinating. What if the, like, the television is somehow like that machine and it tunes into our own internal Merkaba? Because in every human being or living being, there's that internal. If you were able to basically meditate, yeah, like shaman can meditate to transcend into several levels of consciousness like masters can go well beyond their own existence. Like it's just like mind blowing. I thought, what if the television was like one of those things that connected to us and was able to bring us into another dimension and that there's these creatures that live between the dimensions called the dark siders and those dark siders, they basically do not exist in the sense that we do. So they crave life and reality and existence that we huh. experience to gather information or basically consume it. Huh? And I thought it was really interesting to try to come up with that idea, which is directly associated with H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, and what's, what's crazy about that, too, and like, I'll, we'll have to talk about it maybe later, but mm -hmm. uh, we have an old Hardwire song that's exactly about that. Really? Well, yeah. That's funny. Um, well, that's where we kind of... I was thinking when we were coming up with the name for this show, Beyond the Veil, Yeah. like, that is, like, all inspired by all a lot of this shit. You know what I mean? So Beyond That Veil... What lurks behind the veil? Yeah. So. Yeah, like the uh, the song is uh, God, it's totally Lovecraftian. It's uh, the lyrics are like I forget what it's called. It's a really old song, but it's like uh, there's a world between our own, filled with sights thought unknown, ancient gods twisting fate, born to kill and uncreate. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So well, they swallow existence, basically. I, yeah. I just I, the same thing. I just imagined all these creatures, uh, just outside of our own perception, pulling the strings on all you know humans mm. and you know everything you think you're doing that you think it's your own free will it's not it's these guys pulling the strings and making Just playing you playing puppet yeah that was the whole concept behind the song that's pretty cool yeah i wrote a song when i was in a band before called uh we call it the dark unicorn that's why if you guys go to our youtube <laughs> uh, page, rain it's alex the dark unicorn yeah. um which we were going to call it the dark unicorn okay. like just for fun 
And then we got into like this whole theme about like this story about people who were using virtual reality to dream and like experience life and they ripped a hole into mm. another dimension huh. which used their minds and infected them with some sort of dark dark siders the dark siders yeah. that I was talking about and I just thought that was really fascinating and I know we're going like way off the topic yeah here. well it, well it's very Lovecraftian though sure man I mean this is all stuff that H.P. Lovecraft I mean he's influenced like bands musicians are uh Writers, directors. Yeah, like I was saying, I mean, not not to keep going off topic, but sure. uh, the thing that should not be the Metallica song. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell us about that. Well, I don't know the specifics. I just know there was a there was a period where the guys in Metallica were really into uh, Lovecraft, and they they did the thing that should not be was based directly on his work. Also, there's the uh, there is a Cradle of Filth album. I forget. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, and it's got some pretty direct Lovecraftian stuff. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> in the least. Uh, there's been a lot of bands. I mean, I can't I can't think of any right off the top of my head, but there's a lot of metal bands, I'm sure, oh, that yeah. were inspired by that type of shit. Something lurking beyond the threshold. Um, <laughs> as far as movies, though, I mean, I've said it before in one of our other podcasts, and I, I don't really get too much pushback from this, but I really feel like In the Mouth of Madness is probably the most... It's not a direct story from yeah. Lovecraft, but it is the most, it's the, the largest embodiment of what he was saying in a modern, like a modern setting. Yeah, it's, it, what's cool about it, and we've had this conversation before, mm-hmm. is uh, it, it's very hard to adapt Lovecraft's work directly. Oh, yeah. Really what you need to do is you need to take his concepts and adapt them in a modern and way. And that's exactly what John Carpenter did. Yeah, he did, did and it is fucking phenomenal, man. Right. It is one, even though it's not a direct Lovecraft no. film, it is the best Lovecraft film. I, I just wish, God, I just wish John Carpenter, I would do more like that. Like, Yeah, I, dude. Uh, I know he did like The Prince of Darkness, which is kind of cool like that in a way. Yeah, that kind of had maybe some Lovecraftian. I don't know. That was almost more like The Thing, because it was almost like... That old ooze that was buried in the earth. Yeah. That was like Satan or thought it was Satan. Yeah. Just like Phantoms, Dean Kuhn's Phantoms. Yeah, yeah. Which was a, a a creature that had lived on the earth or crash landed here and like consumed and lived in the center of the earth. Okay. And like basically thought it was God because it could consume everything and basically yeah. accept all the knowledge. Yeah. And it wasn't God because it could be killed. <laughs> yeah. So... But that's like a. I, I think that's probably. I bet you Dean Coons probably was inspired by H.P. Lovecraft I, there too. He, 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 I, I know that he was. I, there's so many fucking people that were inspired. It's not even funny. Yeah, it's I mean, pretty ridiculous. That he was so far reaching in his inspiration. It's not even funny. I mean, and, and I know everybody always talks about Cthulhu, and uh, Yug. I can't even think of the fucking creatures are at the, at the mountain at the mountains of madness. Those are like floating jellyfish type things. Do you remember? Uh, Shagas. They like yeah. I think they like they're like they psychically like attached to your brain oh. and like can like control you or something like that. Um, I can't remember. It's been so long, dude. <laughs> I know. Same here. But yeah, like some of the tropes that John Carpenter did in The Mouth of Madness. I mean, he had that that creature that lived out in the fucking uh, greenhouse. Oh, yeah. And that was really cool. Um, just the fact that all the words that they were writing were basically creating another world. Well, the whole concept, just the concept of all these elder gods, these ancient things yeah. existing in this other reality, 
is straight up Lovecraft. Well, and if you think about it, like, you know, everybody thinks of God as like this good thing. Well, what if there are several gods yeah. underneath the one God? Yeah. Because just like in our own brains, and I'm getting really deep here, guys. Yeah, balls but deep. But underneath, let's, let's just, let's talk about like, let's say that we are a God. Let's just say you are a God, I'm a God. Okay. And in our brain, we have different types of emotions, different types of thoughts. Yeah. Uh, different types of creations that we make in our own brains, okay. like these stories that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some of them are negative, and some of them are positive, right? Like, yeah. there's goods and bad to us. So what if we created, like, there, if there's if there's a good side to us, there's a bad side to us, whether it's big or small, it doesn't matter. There's a piece of us that could create negatively, like the Elder Gods, Yeah. Um, that H.P. Lovecraft and John Carpenter were using in his story, and they could create life as well. Uh, it may not be the nice life, <laughs> but it was they could create just as much. So they could create existence to experience and destroy or whatever else. Because yeah. there's a balance, I guess, and that's the whole good and evil thing, I guess, right? Yeah. But is there a particular story or movie or anything that you really feel like that... Uh, <clears throat> you appreciate the most about anybody that is influenced directly made or a movie, a book or a story that HP Lovecraft did and anything that you really love. You know, I, uh, as far as the film stuff, we kind of covered a lot of them. Sure. I really dig on, like I said, dig on, uh, reanimator. Sure. Um, uh, in the mouth of madness, mm -hmm. the really old Dean Stockwell one I was talking about earlier, the Dunwich horror. Oh, it's actually right. not bad. Uh, the film, right? Yeah, it's the film. I've seen that. It's been a long while. It's, I forget. It's been a while, but <laughs> I forget how we did. Was it. there like a chick tr tied to a tree? Uh, there may have been. It's it been like a, while a witch, and she was tied to a tree or something. Yeah, and the tree was infected. Maybe. Oh, uh, I forget. But it's been a while. Yeah, I remember seeing it. I remember my father had on like beta or some shit like that. Yeah, but beyond that, I can't really think of much. I mean, there's the there's the video game influences. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, There's a lot of games. Uh, the Call of Cthulhu game. Oh, Alone in the Dark. Is that a, a direct? Oh, dude, the first Alone in the Dark is very Lovecraftian. Okay. Uh, I don't remember. It's been a while, but it's like you, you're in this. You're house. not talking about the Christian Slater movie, right? <laughs> that that's what it's based off of, <laughs> which is fucking terrible. That movie was bad. It was. It's an Uber Everybody had so much hope, and th didn't they make a sequel? Oh God. They made a sequel, and it was like worse than the first. Is that even possible? I guess. <laughs> I, it's so bad that I can't remember if it exists. But the uh, the game is actually pretty good. I mean, the old one. It's it's one of the first uh, survival horror games. Okay. In the vein of like, uh, uh, what's the one with the zombies? Capcom makes. Uh, Resident Evil. Dead Rising. Resident Evil. Oh, okay. So it's it's in the vein of Resident Evil. Well, they do Dead Rising too. But oh, that's, okay. Yeah. That's more straightforward. Yeah, but it, it, the game is like you're in this house and. There's like the sub sub basement, and it the house is kind of alive, and you can't escape the house, and hmm. you have to go down into the sub levels and. Do well, all I bet you Silent Hill is probably then influenced by that as well. I think Silent Hill was a cross between Twin Peaks and something else. Although it did have Lovecraft, it it definitely did. That's what I'm saying. Like there's something because all those creatures were really twisted, and they were like echoes like dark echoes of these souls that yeah. were trapped in this other world. Um, what other games? Well, the Call of Cthulhu game. Did you ever play that? No, I never did. I have it. 
Like, oh, if shit. you ever want to play it, we can, like, record some of that and put it up or oh, whatever. Cool. But no, it's, dude, I would totally check it out. It's a little frustrating. It, it, it's a really frustrating game. Like, it takes some time to really get used to because it doesn't tell you what to do. <laughs> so, and it's kind of like one of those games where you're, like, stealthily walking around and you have to, like, get past somebody without them seeing you or recognizing you. Oh, yeah. Or they just chase you and beat the shit out of you and then you got to start all over. <laughs> so it's a little frustrating in that sense, but visually it's like really cool. Oh, like, it's cool, man! Like you have a like you fight a like a Cthulhu creature in it. Oh, do, uh, on a dock. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, the other thing I'm thinking about too is a, I forget if it's an expansion, or it's one of the DLCs, but for Borderlands Two, did they have it? They they had one episode, or I, it was one of the DLCs that had a lot of sh- like one of the creatures were called like Shugos or something. Okay. So it had a lot of these weird Lovecrafting creatures you had I don't to remember that. I have all of the downloadable content for Borderlands 2. I don't remember if it was a DLC or what it was specifically. Shit. I gotta, I gotta find it. But there, there is one that does have a lot of... A lot of the creatures are named after Lovecrafting creatures. Okay. Well, then, and there's that other game that we were talking about recently is The Secret World. Yeah, that's that's very Lovecraft. So it's like a Japanese MMO RPG horror RPG. Yeah, um, but it, it's uh, I, I've only played a little bit of it, and they had a, an expansion for that that had the Cthulhu mythos. Oh, I gotta I gotta play it again. I haven't played it for a while. Yeah, and if you guys haven't heard of this game, by the way, it's got Jeffrey Combs who plays the scientist for the Illuminati. Yeah, you get to pick a faction. There's like this holy one. There's like the Illuminati, and then there's like this evil one. So they're like these different factions you have to pick. And then you go on these quests for these different stories. All of the stories are totally related to all horror. Yeah. There's like Asian. There's there's like every type of like ghosts. There's zombies. There's Cthulhu, like H.P. Lovecraft style. I haven't really played enough of it to really kind of get a feel for it. But I know that I've seen the <clears throat> video of the creature, yeah. uh, of the Cthulhu type creature that oh, you have man. to fight. I gotta play it. I know I, I haven't played enough of it because I didn't have anybody that really played it. I had one friend of mine that played it. But we didn't play that often, and I thought the combat was kind of lacking. Right. So it was kind of a mediocre kind of game. But I want to go back and play it again. Well, we need to we need to get in some games straight up dude. and try to play them so that we can show some people because I know that there are a lot of fans, and they don't always just like movies. They like horror music. They like horror video games. They like horror comics. They like... Yeah. There's so many different things. Um, although comics I've kind of taken a step back from. I think the only thing that brought me back to comics was a book, uh, a series called um, Transmetropolitan, hmm. which is really good. It's not a horror, but there are some really good horror comics out there that I, I really, really, really dig on, but I haven't seen any in a while. One of which is The Preacher. Oh, I gotta check it out. I gotta check out the show. Mm-hmm. That's actually... I really like the show. I gotta watch it. I'm and not... it's fucking funny, dude. Oh, I gotta see it. That's, like, that's there's cool, some man. funny shit in it. I gotta see it. But, um... But, yeah, I guess that's everything that we have to say. A little bit... I mean, there's so much to say about it. I know. We can keep talking, but we... It... This is this has been a pretty beefy episode. Yeah, it really has. So we're gonna we're gonna be trimming it down a little bit. But if you guys have any favorites, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft stories that you're interested in, or that maybe we didn't mention, uh, or that we should read or play, or let let us know any kind of inspired H.P. Lovecraft stuff that you think of. Um, and as always, you know, of course, we want 
to uh, be able to reach out to everybody that we can. We really greatly appreciate anybody that reposts all this stuff. You guys are fucking awesome. That really means the fucking world to anybody that puts a lot of effort into something just because they love something. So thank you for that. Uh, if you get a chance, go follow us on YouTube at www.youtube.com forward slash Alex the Dark Unicorn. You can also follow us on Twitter at BTVCast. Hell yeah. SoundCloud, uh, you can go to www.soundcloud.com forward slash BTVCast. We are now on iTunes and Stitcher and Podcast Addict. So if you guys have a preference that you want to pull some of the, the episodes down from, you can download us there. Uh, pick whatever is your best. And then also follow us on uh, Facebook at www. Beyond the or Facebook.com <laughs> forward slash Beyond the Veilcast. Jesus, there's so much to fucking say. But yeah, seriously, follow us. And if you for like sure. what we do, give us a shout out. Straight up. Thank you guys for coming by. Don't forget the fucking uh, the Kurt Cobain shot. Yeah, do it up right, man. Do it up. We'll give you some free shit. We you love you. Have a good one. And remember that the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. Beyond the Veil Horror Podcast. Tune in every Monday for a new episode.